<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to the Young Money Podcast. Hi, Viz. I'm Diana Menezes here, guys. I actually forgot how to make our intro. It's been <laughs> no a while. <laughs> And this is Vince Galanco from WhenInManil.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We talked to amazing people, amazing guests who have found some level of success in their lives. And we try to teach the people tuning in or watching us. To possibly yeah. follow in their footsteps. Today, I'm super excited, Diana, because I just met this guy, and he is he. I, I'd like to say he's a rising star here in mm-hmm. the Philippines. Um, it was so nice meeting him. We have a common friend, Karen, who we've guested on the show. It's so nice because he's very he's really young, but I when I was talking to him, I feel like he has the maturity of a much more someone who's been doing yeah. this for quite a while. Uh, so it was very, very nice talking to him. And we were at a party and we were talking about success and we were talking about entrepreneurial stuff. So I'm like, I need to guest you on my show. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm excited to, you know, e-meet him and know all his, you know, strategies. All his secrets. On, yeah, and he is secrets. a very, very fast rising star on TikTok and on other platforms. But he is a social media influencer. Uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Maniego. Uh, I believe on TikTok and on Instagram, his handle is Maniegogo. Uh, mm. Or is it Maniegogogo? Uh, but let's bring him let's on here. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he's actually also on ABS-CBN now, uh, amongst other things. He was just on a smart commercial I saw. But yeah, let's bring That's him awesome. on awesome, to awesome. the show. Aaron Maniego, rising TikTok star at Center, rising star, period. Hi. Good morning. How are you guys? Hi, Aaron. Thank you so much for joining the show. I know you're super, super busy with all your tapings and everything. No problem. Pasha, you Vince, anything. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Aaron, we gave a very, very crappy intro of you. I said you were a TikTok rising influencer star. How would you describe yourself? Uh, so I go by TikTok. So in TikTok, I have a nickname. And that nickname is I'm the Pambansang Bortong Barbie. And that what that means is that Usually, my videos start me being bored. Oh, yeah, I miss. Just wait, lang. That's ah! that. So that's that's something I have to thank for for my quote unquote virality online. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from I am the pambansang bored ng Barbie from TikTok, and soon to be taking over the world. Taking over the world. <laughs> yeah, you will be. Actually, you will yes. be. Um, at least from the short interactions we had, because I, I feel like you 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 had the right drive on you at the same time you're very humble and nice so i feel like you're gonna go places absolutely and that's what we're gonna share with our listeners right now is we're gonna ask you how how did you get here how did you start and and because on tiktok you have over a million followers in a very short period when did you start on tiktok Mm. i started tiktok last january 2021 it was also at the same time i was starting my tv commercial like quote-unquote career because like as a model and it was during the pandemic. So I graduated college. I graduated from UP Manila, 2020. And then after that, the pandemic hit. So literally, we were the first batch of people who got into a pandemic who graduated. So like, yeah, initially, I was supposed to be in events management. I was supposed to be a corporate girl, guys. I was supposed to be a corporate <laughs> girl. But the thing about that is that when the pandemic hit, events initially ill died. <laughs> events yeah. died. Yeah. So... I had to think fast. I had to think, what what else could I do, right? So instead of like trying to get a job, I got masters. <laughs> I got masters in UP Diliman for international relations. Could you imagine? So like nice. me talking about politics and geopolitics and 
kineme and stuff. And I dropped out eventually. So I can I can label myself as a dropout, a master's degree dropout. And instead, I focused on making videos online. Because that's when my first video on TikTok, starting from late, late 2020, got viral. It went viral again. It was like a glow-up video or something. And then I thought to myself, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Mm -hmm. So I promised myself that I'm going to focus on making content. I'm going to focus on being a quote-unquote content creator. So I started making content last January 2021. And after that, it became just extremely exponential. By the end of January 2021, December, I had like 300,000 followers. And then as of, I only started booming. I only started having like, I only gained my first million during February, late January or February. I think it was late January. So it was like an exponential growth. Yes. Like and that's how it should be. Because it's through consistency. In the first few months, you won't see results. And it's only after when it compounds that you're able to see it. And that's what happened with me. And I kind of started the business for a while, but like I put it on hiatus because like everything's been so hectic. So yeah, that's how it started. So you got a million followers in about a year. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Less than, actually. Less, Less than a year. Oh. Wow. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think was different or why do you think you were able to get that? For people tuned in, how, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them to possibly get that as well? Yeah. So the thing is about social media right now is that it's so easy to create a lifestyle that's not necessarily yours. You can, uh, it's prevalent, especially in Instagram and Facebook and other social media apps that people curate a life that people want to experience, right? So they're creating mm -hmm. a quote-unquote fantasy. And that's something that's being, being, at, being not necessarily attacked, but more unquestioned right now, especially with the growth of TikTok. You can see the daily life of people. And I think the difference of that is like there was an age of social media content that's very like up there. Like, this is my life. You want to try to live my life? Go try them, but you can't. And then come TikTok, where you're literally seeing every, people people living day by day. Just like for, for my videos, actually, it's just like coming from real life experiences, coming from stories, and then just random hit it and beat it and, you know, ha ta ta ta, yeah. And then people enjoy that authenticity. And I yeah. feel like that's the thing that made me more prevalent as a content creator because I am more authentic with what I say. Whatever, whenever I post something, ayun yeah. So that's my advice for people who want to delve into social media content. Be more authentic with your true self. Find your true self, by either by researching or by experiencing life in general, right? Because that's how you find what you like and the people who will resonate with you. So be more authentic. And when it comes to posting online, don't be scared when posting. When I started making TikTok videos, I would post 10 to 15 times per day. That's the number of times I would post. And then right now, I post three times a day. Three to five times a day. And that's another advice I have. So number one is be more authentic. Number two is quality is subjective to the viewer. Quality is something that can only be defined by the person receiving it. And the only thing that we can control as creators is the number of videos that we post, the number of content that we post, right? So it's a more of the game right now. It's more of a quantity over quality basis because, in all honesty, the, the videos that I thought would, wouldn't go viral would go viral. And the, the videos that they thought would go viral didn't go viral, right? So consistency, so right? Yeah. So yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So are you like that before you got into TikTok? Were you always like that? The the where you switch, you you do your very manly voice, and then you go into your very 
feminine Girly. voice. Yeah, yeah, do you do that a lot? Yeah, it's been like that since I was since I was born. Since I was born. You see, mom, ano kasi, mga chong, people keep on asking me if I'm a straight guy and then I just act gay for clout. And then I just I just answer them like it's the exact opposite. I'm an extremely gay person and then I just act straight for clout. So it's the okay. it's the exact opposite. Like guys, I'm so kikai. Like I'm so kikai, bro. <laughs> That's, oh, that's a, what, that's another thing I think made ambag. Made ambag. That's another thing. That's another thing I think contributed towards my quote unquote virality. I want to say quote unquote because I don't want to say na sobrang viral akong tao because like there are a lot of people, there are a lot more people like content creators who are more angat than me, right? And there will always be. So the thing what I feel like contributed towards my ano is my I want to say different personality in a way because like I'm surprised that people are still questioning if I'm straight or not. Because like there's this form of ambiguity <laughs> that people, oh my god, is he straight? Is he just acting? But like regardless, like I still find him attractive. Ah, diba? Oh, <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I I discovered Aaron through my my team at When Manila. They featured him. We made a video of him. They made a compile because we we usually look for viral TikTok, uh, viral social media people make compilations pr- promote them, and my team loved him so much as in they were raving about him. And when I watch his content, the, the the cool thing is that, of course, for me, uh, I don't usually watch a lot of, I don't usually follow or watch off content that Aaron makes. But for him, I, I don't know why it was really funny to me, and it was really positive. It wasn't, it wasn't weird for me. For me, it felt very positive and happy. So I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna follow this guy. So when I met him, I was actually really excited. That's amazing. And like, let me ask you a question. Like before you came up with all of this, like posting your first video and stuff, were you like that in school? Like, were you, like, thinking about content creating or, like, did you have any idea that you're going to get where you are right now? Because what you're doing is brilliant and it's amazing. I want to congratulate you. Thank you so much, by the way. Thank you. Like you have a classmate like you. Oh, my God. How can I pay attention on my, my classes? <laughs> <laughs> so, so my, on this part, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah. So uh, to answer your question, how before I wasn't really like this extroverted. It only suddenly came. It, it only suddenly unleashed recently. But before I was the loner kid who would the loner kid who would always doodle in class. So back in grade school to high, back in grade school to early high school, I would always be bullied for being fat, for having a lot of acne, and especially for being gay, because I was in a Catholic all boys school, and it wasn't necessarily this type of thing that I I was proud of who I am. Not oh my god, I'm gay and I'm proud and I'm you know very in your face. Before I was very scared of who I was because I was in an environment and I was in a setting where I wasn't celebrated, where I wasn't being respected as a person, right? So. It was from years of be of trying to find myself. That's what, that's why it was my first advice to be more authentic and a way for you to be more authentic is to find yourself. How I found myself was through experiences. So back in grade school, high school in the Catholic all boys school, I thought about what I wanted. And in college, I was able to express that more freely. I was able to act more hyper-feminine in a way. There was a point in time, first year to second year, I acted super hyper-feminine. Like, tipong, I would put on makeup every single day. I would quote-unquote cross-dress and then I would just go to school in like skirts and stuff. And it was fun. I loved it. And it came, there also came to a point in time na when I started living in a condo in Manila that I tried acting hyper-masculine, right? 
So I go, I went, to, I started going to the gym. I grew my beard out. So I called, to, I, I, I basically acted like a like a college f boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a staff college f boy. So the how was that for you? It was fun. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was through exploring different facets of my masculinity and femininity that I decided that I'm fine being either, and I'm and I want to be celebrated being both, both masculine and feminine. Kaya my my quote unquote advocacy is I like saying quote unquote a lot because like it makes me feel so smart. <laughs> so my advocacy is that hindi porket lalaki ka kailangan matigas ka all the time. You men can show their feelings. And that's something that people are trying to reject. That, to pick aside? Yeah, to pick aside. Boys diba? are just masculine and boys can't be feminine. And like gay people, as gay people, like a lot of us are basically denying our masculinity in a way because we've been running in fear from that. Like that the masculinity in ourselves and from others and essentially a form of oppression before because we would get bullied for not being masculine, right? But mm. it's also for me to advocate that gay pe- as gay or as feminine people, like you need to accept your strength in a way. You need to be stronger with your convictions, with who you are as a person, and that's something that I feel like resonated with every single type of person. And I think <laughs> you being yourself, especially in social media, you're helping other people and inspiring other people. You know, to yeah, exactly. to just be themselves as well. That's great. Exactly. Yeah, because when you're younger, like Aaron said, when he was in the Catholic school, he wasn't celebrated and he was, even, in fact, bullied. So I, I imagine yeah. there are people out there as well who are also bullied, uh, who don't know, are still figuring themselves out in, in high school, elementary, college. But Aaron, uh, actually, I'm hoping you could also share it because at the party, you were actually explaining, someone asked you if you consider yourself transgender and you actually explained the difference and how proud you were that you were actually, that, that you're gay. So maybe you could also share that as well now. What I told what I told you guys here was that I explored my femininity during early college, right? And it was at that point where I just graduated high school and then I thought to myself, "Oh, I wanted to explore my femininity because it was after being years of repressed, being years of being told that being feminine or being the girly is something wrong. It was for me to take back that power." So I explored being more feminine. And my best friend, my best friend right now is this beautiful trans woman, and she would be the one to tell to to tell her problems to me how she had gender dysmorphia, which is basically a fear of being in your own body, <clears throat> wanting to be in a different body, right? So for, from being born a man, you want to be a woman. And I thought I resonated with that for a while because I was acting very feminine, and chempre like law of correlation. Parang I thought to myself, maybe this is who I am as a person, and there there was nothing wrong with that. It's okay to question yourself from time to time. And it was through experience and it was through realizing that I can act masculine as well. I can embrace my masculinity. I can accept me being a guy. That I found out that, no, it's okay. It's, I, I don't have to change who I am as a person completely. And there are a lot of people, especially trans women and men in this world, who want to change themselves, right? Who want to undergo, undergo operations, want to undergo hormones. And that's extremely valid. And it was person, through personal experience that I realized that I'm comfortable being a guy. I'm mm. comfortable in, on my, in my own skin right now. And it, was through expo- and it was by exploration that I found out that it was more on the femininity that I was seeking. I wanted to be more openly feminine right, rather than openly being a girl. So right now I'm a guy and I'm just into guys. 
And that's how, mm-hmm. I like simplifying it as well din eh. Especially in social media when they ask, Kuya, straight or gay ka po ba? So parang sinasabi ko lang sa mga tao na, I'm a guy. Lalaki po ako. Trip ko lang din talaga, lalaki, unfortunately. Allergic po ako sa babae. Achoo. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay. So, Achoo. But, no, but, but, but I do love when people share their stories like that. And when, especially if they are very comfortable, because I feel like, as I said earlier, there are people growing up, their kids, elementary, college, high school, who aren't comfortable in who they are, still figuring out who they are. So it's nice to hear from people who are, and maybe it, it'll help them come out of yeah. their shell or discover themselves. So so yeah. that's why I love sharing Aaron's story as well, to hopefully, if, in case there are other people out there who want to hear that. But so, now for the entrepreneurs, now let's share a story for the entrepreneurs, is uh, show me the money, Aaron, like in, in the industry you're in, which is uh, being an influencer. What yeah. are the figures? What, what can people earn? Mm. So it's basically drastic. It, it depends on how much you invest in it, right? So it's a relatively new industry, right? Influencer marketing. And uh, the, reasoning, the reasoning why influencer marketing became more prevalent in this, in this society right now is because before, you would look onto celebrities, you would look onto public figures for more, for more inspiration or basically to endorse your product, right? And right now, come, here come influencers who, who basically have the same amount of impact, but they charge less. So mm-hmm. if, why settle for one giant celebrity when you can have 100 influencers and have the same budget? So that's in the corporate, that's in the corporate perspective of it. But influencer marketing is more efficient because there is more reach and engagement when it comes to having one celebrity endorser and, or two celebrity endorsers, right? Because there's still the same impact and there's more, well, I remember it, there's more like, the conversion rate when it comes to influencer marketing because, marketing because people like, as I said, people like authenticity now and people don't want the fantasy of it. People want real life people using real life products and influencers tap into that by saying, oh, I'm a real life person. I just have a large number of following. So basically, I'm not a celebrity. I'm like one of you people, right? Basically that. It's the direct set. It's the direct sense. So that's why people get to buy more. Because like, oh, they have the same skin type. I'm, I'll buy the same the same products they're using. Or, oh, they have this type of fashion. I really like that. I can wear that for my own. Because people see themselves in influencers. And I don't want necessarily want to say influencers because like the point, the, the influence, influence is secondary. And the primary aspect of it is content creation. People are influenced because we make videos, because we make content. So I like to say that I'm a content creator rather than an influencer. Right? I, feel and, like, uh, hmm. I feel like sometimes, like before, you know how it all started with the unreachable type of influence that we see on social media, which, which is like the rich and famous with, you know, I don't know, private planes and Kardashian yep. style. And then mm. now it's more of like you have to be relatable because everyone wants to relate to something. That's like so it's true. no longer, yeah, it's no longer cool to just have something you cannot touch or you, you will never mm. be, you know? So yeah, that, that's, that's a really good point to make. But we have a question for you also, which is how, how to be you, Paul? <laughs> how to be you, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. How to get started. Like how if our listeners are now watching and they are a big fan of you and, you know, they probably have just the same skills, but they don't know how to get there, you know, like hmm. how to get it started. All right. So I will set the expectations first. I'll be real with you guys. In- influencer marketing, although it's a booming industry, it's still very volatile. 
right? So our career is basically dependent on our virality. Our yeah. career is dependent on if people still like us or not. So my main source of income, coming back to what Vince, what Vince asked to show me the money, is that my main sources of income come from brand deals. Basically, uh, brands would pay me in order for them for me to feature their products or their apps or whatever their products into my my personal feed, which is mm-hmm. in yasa TikTok or Instagram ko. And they get what they get is that they get reach and engagement and occasionally conversions. Because like the point of influencer marketing is for, for you to put the message out there, right? It's not rather for conversion. It's rather for engagement, reach, and impact. And not impact, but like yeah. And another source of income I have is in hosting gigs, modeling gigs. Kasi sabi ko, raketera ang mga content creator. Because we have, we are required to do different kinds of things. The talent piece range from 5,000 pesos to hundreds of thousands of pesos to millions of pesos. It depends on, it all depends on, number one, your, not your, I don't want to say impact, but more on your, your prominence as in the online, in the online industry and your impact on the audience that you have. Because you may, you can have millions of followers, but if none of them will buy the product, then that's basically useless. But if you just have like, let's say 100,000 followers, but like, let's say 10% of them are influenced by that, then that's the more important part because pe- brands want to see results. Brands want to see results rather than who you... Who, the numbers, who, yeah. Yeah, rather than the numbers. Yeah. yeah. And that's also an expectation that we can have when it comes to influencer marketing. It's very subjective. Just because you have 100,000 followers does not mean, mean that you're an influencer, right? Like, there are a lot of people who just pay for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's also a thing to take into notice, and brands will know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll range from a few thousand pesos when you're starting out to, you know, six figures, and that's approximately where I'm headed towards. Nice. Very, very nice. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you are headed that way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And we are so happy that you actually made time for us. But here on the show, we ask for one final tip for our listeners because we know that if we guessed you, it's because you're someone that they would ask how to be you, Paul. <laughs> so uh, one final tip for our listeners, because I'm sure they, they would love to hear something from you because I'm inspired by you. Because, you know, you know, the authenticity that you're bringing out, especially with the way you speak, it's amazing. And, you know, it makes me happy to see people who are doing as well as you and who are as open as you and yeah. are willing to talk about it, you know. Yeah, so yeah. one final life-changing tip no pressure. Life changing. life changing. No pressure. No pressure. Life changing. No pressure. Huh? <laughs> hmm. Okay. Here's what I learned. Don't follow your passion. Follow your skill set. I didn't follow my passion. My passion is the art. My pa- my initial passion, or what I think I would be passionate about, is drawing, is painting. I thought I would be an artist, right? But it was through TikTok that I found out that I was better, and I was good at entertaining people. I'm an entertainer through and through, right? So my advice is that if you're going to go into something because you're passionate about it, don't get into something because you, you're you good at it or you have the potential to be good at it. And a lot of people say that passion is their main driving force. So when people follow their passion, it's basically a limit. It's basically like an energy gauge. Passion can fade. What, main, what stays as a content creator for me, what stays is the discipline, and the the perseverance of it, because mm. what impassion parang ani eh? parang 
infatuation yan with something. Diba? Minsan, sobrang malala na it will get you far, but it won't get you forever. And diba, yeah. the goal of earning money and the goal of the goal of basically having a career is to make it lifelong, is to earn passive income, is to have different forms of things that will help you settle. And the passion will not do that. It's in discipline and it's in skill set. And I just find so find your skill set. Explore different variations of who you are as a person. That no that not only comes from gender expression, but towards your career, towards how you earn money. Because like there are a million ways to earn a million dollars, guys, right? Mm-hmm. And it was through TikTok that I found out that I can earn money by screaming at people online, and I was good at it. So follow your passion, <laughs> follow your skill set, not your passion, because your skill set can turn into your passion. I love that. That's actually a really, really, really good advice because most of the uh, motivational speakers, especially old school ones, they would say, "Follow your passion, follow your passion." So that that is so true. That's almost that that's similar to something I say, where it's work smart, don't just work hard, work smart. Mm-hmm. So it's almost pretty much it, working smart because you, you already have the skill set. So just go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually, if that is your skill set, it's it, it's easy or it's probably to already related to your passion mm-hmm. most of yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there, I would just want to say that when, when you're gonna get even more passionate with something when you see results, when you see people liking your stuff. Mm-hmm. So your your passion will fade if you see that it's not working. Like after years you? of how are you, how are you gonna still be passionate with something when you don't get results from it, right? True. So the immediate endorphin or immediate oxytocin or good hormone that you feel is when people validate you for your accomplishments or for your skill set. So focus on the skill set. Focus on improving yourself every single day towards that one thing. You know, see John Green by the that you can only do one thing in this zone world. I forgot. I forgot the author. Besides, there is a person can do one thing and it'll get them in it'll make them succeed in different aspects of their life. So yeah. look for that one thing. There That's you a go. great tip. I feel like I we got it. so many quotable quotes. Thank you so much, Aaron, for guesting with us. And in case people are tuning in and for whatever reason just now discovering you. Where the, where can they follow you? All right, so you can follow me in only ah, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> so my socials on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube are Aaron Maniego at Maniego Go Go, yeah, Maniego Go Go, and you can if you want different kinds of content, if you want a quick entertainment, go to TikTok, Instagram. If you want life changing experiences, YouTube. All the life changing experiences. Yeah. So thank you guys for having nice. me. And you know, napilig ako when Vince asked me to do this podcast because I was like, me, money, yes. <laughs> oh, I, think, I <laughs> feel like you. you'll be getting a lot more of these invites. So I'm excited yeah. that we were able to catch you early. Aaron, thank you so much for guesting. Really, I and I really, even me, I learned a lot. Uh, so I imagine that a lot of our younger listeners would have learned much more. So thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you. I really but, enjoyed and and thank you for introducing him here. Yes, I hope I can meet you in person very very soon. So yeah. please do before you're so big that we cannot yes. reach you anymore. I grow up in the only big about me is my head. Oh no! And not this I'm head. sure ah! I'm sure you will be you like worldwide <laughs> famous. Believe me, yeah. So thank you again. Uh, please follow him, uh, Manye. Go 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 on the socials. He's very fun to follow. Aaron, again, thank you so much for being our guest. On behalf of our guest, Aaron Manye, go, go, go. I'm Vince Galanto <laughs> from WhenInManila.com. And this was the Young Money Podcast with... Hey, Diana. I'm Manises. <laughs>
Bacon, Thank we'll you. see you guys next Thank time. You.